to be distracted literally means to be pulled apart this describes the experience of attention being drawn away into the imagined past or the imagined future projections about the present the attention pulled away from the reality of things to absorb into an imagined created compounded form the past, the future, the present according to our our fears, our wishes, our desires, our aversions, our imagination. If we don't understand how distraction works, then the attention will be continually caught in that. We know it's agitating, something in us doesn't like that or wish for it, but yet, the mind continually gets caught in it, endlessly distracted, pulled apart, pulled this way and pulled that way, pulled away from the reality of this present, from the Pachupana Dhamma, the here and now, ever-present Dhamma. We can be sitting here in the temple and suddenly you realize that you're replaying a conversation that you had with someone yesterday. How can he speak to me like that? That's unfair. Repeating words the attention swept up in the memory, caught in the emotion of indignation, fear, resentment, or an imagined future, where I'm going to go after the retreat is finished, planning our son's wedding, looking forward to your ordination, Often we wake up in the middle of some kind of fantasy, suddenly realize that you're replaying an argument, inventing resentful statements about this person who said something uh, unpleasant, unwanted to you yesterday. We suddenly realize, hang on a minute, I'm in the temple, I'm supposed to be meditating. This isn't yesterday or last week, last year. I'm still in the temple. I haven't got to my travels. I'm still a layperson. I haven't got to my ordination yet. I 
And when we wake up in the middle of that kind of a fantasy, whether it's past or future that's being created, or some story occupying the present, it's a useful thing to see how that distraction occurred, to follow it back, to trace it back to its source, to its origin. When we notice that we've been sitting there, ranting away, imagining our complaining criticism of someone who spoke to us unkindly yesterday, you can ask, okay, how did I get here? Where did this begin? You follow back the conversation, replay it to yourself. Why did I start thinking about that person? Oh, I was thinking about them because I saw the back of their head when I walked into the temple. That was all. There was visual object, the eye, eye consciousness. The light reached the eye, there's contact, feeling, perception, it's the back of someone's head, or it's the back of his head, him. The mind goes into thinking and then conceptual proliferation, papancha. So then we sit down, close the eyes, think, okay, now it's time to meditate. Because of attachment to that thought, that sense impression, and the mind goes, well, I can't meditate because he's just behind me and how am I supposed to forget what he said yesterday? And Off it goes, that's how it began. So we trace it back, we realize it was just seeing. That's where it began. Light reached the eye. Eye consciousness arose. That's all. Very simple. Nothing complicated. Not even any sense of self involved. Just seeing. We hear the sound of somebody coughing across the hall. Oh, it's her. How am I supposed to meditate when she's here? Doesn't she know she's the one? It's just a sound. The ear, vibrating air, ear consciousness arises, that's all. No self, no other, no complication. No papancha. As the Buddha said, apapanchang papancheti, don't complicate the uncomplicated. When we begin to understand distraction and how it works in this way, 
whenever the mind is lost in a particular fantasy, a, a hope, a fear, a resentment, nostalgia, longing for an imagined past, projecting an exciting and interesting future or a frightening and intimidating future, creating our own story, creating other people. We can carry out this simple exercise and you find the attention caught in that story. Loving, hating, fearing, hoping, reminiscing, regretting. Follow it back. Trace the chain of thoughts, the chain of associations. Follow it back. The images, the words, remember where they came from. Chase it back through, follow it back to its source. And almost every single time, it's just a sensation in the body, a sound that we hear, a random memory. a texture in the mouth, a flavor, that's all. Seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, touching. When we bring attention to the simplicity of, of perceiving, sensing, life is very uncomplicated. There's just hearing. There's not even a hearer and a heard. There's not a seer and a seen. There's just seeing, hearing, feeling. The mind doesn't even need to, to add an I who is the doer, an I who is the experiencer, an I who is remembering. It's just memory arising. It appears, does its thing, and then it dissolves. It's just the body. The perception of the body arises, does its thing, and then dissolves. Extraordinarily simple, free of self and other, utterly uncomplicated, spacious. When the Buddha described the reflections on emptiness in relation to the five khandhas, each one of them, there's a form, but the form is empty. He compared the body to a, a lump of foam floating on a river. Yeah, there's a shape to it, a lump of foam like a cloud, but there's nothing solid there, it's just froth. There's no core, no heart, no essence. There's a shape, but just a shape. There's no thing, no fabric, no essence which is the core, 
The body is like a lump of foam. Feeling is like a, a water bubble. It's when raindrops land on a pond. The surface forms into a bubble very briefly. There's a shape, a round form, and then it's gone. There's a shape, but it's empty. Perceptions, sanya, are like a mirage, a shape, a form in the air, in a desert. Looks like trees or buildings or water, but there's nothing there. It's just patterns in air, patterns of light. There's a form, but no substance. Sankhara, mental formations, emotions, memories, ideas, concepts. Like the trunk of a plantain tree, a banana, the stalk of a leek or an onion. It's layer and layer and layer, layer upon layer of leaves. No trunk, no hardwood. The form is just one leaf lapping on another, as a shape, but no essence. You get to the center and there's no thing there. Vijnana, discriminative consciousness, is like a conjuring trick. It looks as though the conjurer produced a rabbit out of nothing. The hat was empty, now there's a rabbit. It looks that way, but it's not really that way. It's a trick, an illusion. It seems solid, it seems real, but that's just the appearance of things. There's no, no real thing there. And when we follow our distractions back to their root, it goes from me resenting that person, me longing to be back in that time, me regretting that action, me hoping for that place in the future, me and the world, me and that, self and other, seems so solid, so real. Me walking around in my story. Me having to deal with that person. Me wanting to be in that place. Me afraid of having to relive that painful event. Me and that, self and other. In the world of distraction, the Papancharama, the abiding place of conceptual proliferation, self and other is apparently real, me and the world. When it's followed back to its root, that becomes less and less of a duality. Subject and object resolve each other. There's just hearing, feeling, seeing, smelling, tasting, Touching, knowing. There's no knower and known. 
There's just this. This experience, selfless, natural, spacious, timeless. No past, no future. No birth, no death. No place. No person. But the absolute reality of knowing itself. A fundamental quality of experience. This knowing. Awake, aware. This can be said to be real. The one real thing. This knowing of this moment. That's why we call the Buddha a refuge. The Dhamma is a refuge. Sangha is a refuge. When the awake mind knows the way things knows the way things are, it results in harmonious action. That's our refuge moment by moment. When we let go of distraction, train the mind to be that very awake, aware, knowing quality. This is taking refuge, the essence of taking refuge. It's not just a matter of repeating Buddhang Saranangachami, Dhammang Saranangachami, Sankhang Saranangachami. But it's this very gesture of letting go of distraction, being awake. Trusting this moment. Not investing in a past or a future. Trusting in this. Not pushing anything away, not hanging on to anything. Just being awake in this moment. Hearing, feeling. Liking, disliking. Comfort, discomfort, that's all. Supremely uncomplicated. And that which knows it, that which is aware of the patterns of change, is limitless, unbounded, unsupported, unsupportive, completely free, completely non-personal, it's not a human, not a woman, not a man, not old, not young. There's no shape, no birth, no death. This is a refuge. Perfectly uncomplicated. Perfectly free. Complete. Invulnerable. 